you for listening to this message from the North Gate. from Romans 8, go figure, ha, 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 we've been reading Romans 8, 28 for I don't know how long. Because we have to get this. This is it. This is it. You don't just cross paths with people for no reason. So the Passion Translation translates it like this. It says, so we are convinced that every detail of our lives Every detail of our lives, we are convinced, which means it's non-negotiable. For too long in the body of Christ, we have negotiated the will of the Lord because of what it would cost us, because we were taught how to sacrifice rather than be obedient. And sacrifice will always be greater, or sorry, let me say this, obedience will always be greater than sacrifice. Let me give you a picture. God knows everything. The devil does not know everything. God knows everything. So when Abraham in obedience takes his son, walks a journey up a mountain, puts him on an altar, raises a knife over his head, God was not looking for him to sacrifice his son. He was looking for him to walk in radical obedience. And so for far too long, religion told us to sacrifice. Don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. And it fixed nothing in our lives. It fixed. Now, every single one of us came into an encounter with love. Every single one of us came into a place of nearness with Abba. Every single one of us was awakened to the love of the cross that no greater love than a man lay down his life for his friends. God looks at you as his friend. God looks at you as his friend. He wants to be near to you. He wants to be proximal to you. Religion made him far away from you. You weren't good enough. You keep eating from that tree. And then all of a sudden, if I sacrifice this and I sacrifice that, maybe I'll feel close to God and all of our sacrifices we never felt good enough or close enough and so in that God is calling a people to hear and obey at any cost and he's asking us continually to abandon normal he's asking us continually to take our spiritual OCD of what we think that it has to look like this has to be like that this is how God's going to move and God has proved time and time again through every generation rising up okay we encountered him like this but now you're going to encounter him like this God can be found in all things but can't be contained in anything God can be found in all things but can't be contained in anything. So in that, what we're beginning to say is a generation is finding truth. Why? Because they're longing for truth. A generation is finding love because they're longing for love. And if we don't watch it, we found love one way and believe it can't be found another way. But all of it is found through Jesus. You have to ask yourself, is Jesus in it? I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it sounds like. If we don't watch... What we called religion in suits and ties and what we called religion in hymn books, what we called religion that we felt that we got a systemic exodus from, if we don't watch it, our blue jean wearing it is about having your heart open to God. It is about being fully convinced of what thing that you are fully loved by God. That is it. Nothing more, nothing less. And if I am fully loved, 
then obedience will radiate out of me to the point that it looks like I'm giving up everything, but I'm sacrificing nothing. I'm learning to hear and obey at any cost. I'm learning that my life has to be interwoven with people that cross my path for a reason. We have to stop overlooking because they don't look like us, act like us. And that's, it, listen, that's in here, even though we look like a bunch of misfits and we look all different and we all look like we're all from different walks of life, there's still sometimes that we look at people and go, you rubbed me the wrong way. Maybe not in here. Maybe not in here. But what about the coworker that you're about to lead to the third great awakening that rubs you the wrong way? What about the classmate that rubs you the wrong way? What about the neighbor that rubs you the wrong way? See, sometimes we're really okay with being family in here, but we realize the family tree and the family roots and the family branches, this thing cannot just be our foreign no more. We have got to get ready for America to be saved. We've got to get ready for Muslims to be saved. We have got to get ready for Hindus to be saved. We've got to get ready for global awakening to the love of Jesus. And here Here's the thing. He wants to use everybody in this room in what manner? Ministry? No, in beloved identity. Because many times we'll get our identity from doing things rather than getting our identity from just being. And what was happening in this room when I made the statement, this is the sound of the third great awakening. When did I make that statement? When people were just weeping. The Bible says when Zion travails, who's Zion? Us, we are Zion. Zion is not just a place. Zion is a people. And sometimes we make Zion the hill of the Lord, but the Zion is us because we are called to ascend. We are called to go higher. We are not called to be here. We are called to be seated with Jesus in heavenly places. We are called to be into the dimensions of the heavenly realm of the kingdom of almighty God. We are not supposed to just be earthen vessels. We actually have access. When Jacob found a ladder, we have access to that ladder. That's why Jesus, when he shows up under new covenant, says this, I need you to pray something so far-fetched that nobody in religion will ever believe it. And I need you to pray this. I need you to first call my father, my dad, dad. I want you to call him, I'll be not disrespectful that is in religion. Our father who art in heaven. You don't call Yahweh Abba. Jesus did. Because it was about relationship. It wasn't about sacrifice. Up till that point, it was all about sacrificing animals and lambs and what can you give up and what can you raise? And all of a sudden, the Messiah comes on the scene. The one who is the perfect picture of God the Father is found in the Son because the two are so unified. He shows up and he says, I need you to pray. My Father, Abba, who art in heaven, how would be his name? His kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus says to pray that and then his greatest message is not heaven and hell. His greatest message is the kingdom is at hand. What religion taught us is far off and you better be a real good boy to get there. All of a sudden, Jesus shows up and says, you can have it now. You can have the riches, the love, the healing, the prosperity, the life, the joy, the hope, the peace of heaven now. But one thing I need you to do, not be afraid of hell, not be afraid of walking perfectly. What I need you to understand 
is God loves you. Crushes religion. So Paul writes this. So we are convinced that every detail, that's why what the enemy intended for evil, God's gonna turn for good. Every detail, every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan. Not half plan, God's perfect plan to bring good into our lives. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. What does that look like? Obedience. Obedience. Go with me to Acts 2. In Acts 2, on the day of Pentecost, when Pentecost was being fully fulfilled, all the disciples were gathered in one place. They were gathered in one place. So here's what we do. What we do is we look for an event rather than where we're supposed to be. I'm not knocking anything. I'm not knocking anything. If God tells me to be at Asbury, you better believe it. I'll be at Asbury. If God tells me to be at Lee, I'll be at Lee. Wherever God tells me to be is where I need to be. Right here, right now, God had picked the place of Jerusalem and he told his disciples, go and wait. Wait how long? Until. That looks like sacrifice for the rest of their life. Or is it obedience until he shows up? God is asking some things of us. One, to see if you'll just let go of it and then he'll give it right back to you. God is asking some of you to begin to lay some things down so he can actually give what you have a double portion. God's asking for you to lay down single what he can begin to give in double or into triple. God is asking you for what? He's asking you to get beyond your own time. See, some of you look at this and be like, what is that? In this used to be an hourglass. The hourglass shattered. My son gets a revelation at 14 in the middle of a service. How much did we jump, move, run around, and nothing fell off of this? Nothing. We were here the other night. This is always in the middle. And all of a sudden, bam, it hits, glass shatters, and the sands of time go everywhere. My son goes, the Lord is trying to speak to us that we get outside of our own measurement of time. And inside of our own measurement of time, we start having spiritual OCD or unrealistic expectations of when God is supposed to move. But God said, how many times in John 14? Twice. If you ask anything in my name, my father will do for you. If you ask anything, if you ask anything, Jesus says you have not because you ask not. Do you understand the importance of prayer? Do you know how much shifting was happening beyond our own time when we came here at five o'clock, when you came here throughout the day? And we are not just singing, make this a house of prayer. You're actually making this a house of prayer. And we see lives being changed and transformed in the room. They're coming alive. Listen, people were coming alive to the love of God and nobody told them they're in sin. Maybe we should stop putting our focus on sin and start putting our focus on the one who covers everything in our lives, every detail, and his name is Jesus. For far too long, the church has put so much emphasis on sin rather than the one who died for your sin. And the one that died for your sin should have all the attention, all the focus, because his blood covers every bit of our sin. What is our sin? It's metanoia, repentance. Repentance is metanoia. To change your behavior? No. No. When Jesus said repent... 
when I'm going to show you in a second when Peter said repent. Apostle D taught us that the word repentance in the Greek and Hebrew is metanoia. Jesus died on the cross so you would change the way you think. And the moment you change the way you think, you'll stop thinking that you're out of time. John 3.16 is the most revelatory, simplistic truth of the gospel that God so loved the world, all focus on him, all focus on his son, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes is convinced would not perish, which means you're not dying, so you're not running out of time, but you would have everlasting life, and the word everlasting means without beginning or end. Want me to make it simple for you? Welcome to the quantum realm. Jesus called it this that nobody wants to preach about in the King James Version. He said, welcome to my dimensions and my ages. Yeah. Do you know he preached more on ages and dimensions than he did hell? Probably should trust the word of God. Do you know what dimensions and ages will take you into? Just go watch Marvel. You'll go into the quantum realm. See, some of you believe in the bad you when there's actually a good you. Dude, come on, come on, come on, come on. Quit believing in the bad you when there is a blood-bought you that has a plan and a future and a hope. Quit believing in the bad you from another dimension, from another multiverse when God came in and he's put the whole timeline straight of your whole life. The moment you became his, he has the plan and design for your life. You just have to do one thing, be obedient to love. What is being obedient to love? It's being obedient obedient to patience and kindness that keeps no records of wrongs, that is not rude, that is not puffed up, that does nothing but dream for you. Welcome to the kingdom. Dream, 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 dream. Do you know why some of us don't dream? Because we can't gather with the people that we're supposed to be dreaming with. We gather with the gossipers. We gather with the anxiety. We gather with the depressed. We gather with the addicted. We gather with the negative. And God said, I need you to go gather with the family. Who is our family? Our family is this. It is a group of irregulars that have no interest in normal, average, balanced living. I, me and you, was both conceived and have been sent from another world. My orders are clear and non-negotiable. I am convinced to hear and obey at any cost. By mercy and grace, I have been set ablaze and rescued in perfect love and established in kingdom family. I burn to do the will of my father and to finish it. I am content to run with a handful of like-minded radicals with devoted hearts and a company with crucified ambitions. Silence, solitude, devotion, and consecration to my God are the means by which my soul will find pure satisfaction. I no longer yearn for any kind of credit, any kind of fame, or even fortune. I exist to see the fulfillment of one great cause on earth as it is in heaven. So what's the first announcement? 
fall in love with God and then find your tribe. Fall in love with God and find the radical dreamers that believe cities can be saved, every drug addict can be cleaned, cancer wards can be emptied out. What is that? That's on earth as it is in heaven. Find the ones that believe anything that God touches, anything that God breathes on, anything that God dreams about can have on earth as it is in heaven. What the enemy intended for evil, God is going to turn for good and all things work together. All things work together. All things work together for the good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. Why can Paul write that with such passion? Because he found a group that gathered on the day of Pentecost and suddenly they heard a sound of a violent wind blast that came rushing into the house from out of the heavenly realm. Go to Jerusalem and wait. Hold on, but normal life says I can't do that. Go and wait. Go. Go. What is God telling you to go for? Go. 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 Go to your job. Go to your family. Go to the hospital. Go to the drug house. Go to the bar. Go, go, go. And do what? Don't you condemn anybody. You go and you tell them the love of God sent me here and the love of God wants to rescue you. This is the good news. Jesus came to rescue in perfect love. But we gotta tell them what they're doing wrong. No, you don't. You gotta tell them they're loved. You got to tell them what they're doing wrong. No, you don't. You got to tell them they're loved. Nobody told anybody they were wrong in here tonight. You're doing away. No, 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 no. That was good for the first great awakening. That was good for the second great awakening. You're now in the third great awakening. And this one be a revelation of the father's love. This one will be a revelation of the Father's love. This one will be a revelation. We have preached hell hot enough. We've preached sin bad enough, but we have not shown or preached the love of Abba that was shed abroad for every single one of us so that I could be set free. How free? How free is free indeed? It's unquestionably free. And we've got a lot of people with questions. And guess what? You're the answer. What do you mean on the answer? Yeah, you on fire with a sound. The church has been silent long enough. What's really happening at Asbury? The church isn't being silent anymore. What's happening at Cedarville, Dayton, Ohio? The church isn't being silent anymore. What's happening at a high school in Arkansas? Just go to my social media. Christians aren't being silent anymore. What's going to set your family ablaze? We're not being silent anymore. And what does a revolution start with? An invitation to the love of God. I don't know how many people I text today. We wouldn't have room in this place. Is it about growing? No, it's not about, I don't want to grow unless God provides the growth. But it's not my job to get people to grow. It's my job to show people an invitation to the love of God. Are you tracking with me? Are you tracking with me? So they get set on fire. We're getting set on fire in this room. What happened in Acts 2 is happening in this room. 
The Holy Spirit is a passionate love affair. The, the flame of heaven is love. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is a love that you can't shake off. It's not just a tongue, it's not just boldness, and it's not prophecy. It is a love that you cannot shake off. Peter was one of the most flaky people on the planet till he got obedient enough to go to the upper room and he got over his independence and he got love struck so hard with a sound from heaven that pierced his heart with the righteousness that I can't screw this up anymore. Most insecure disciple had, the most insecure disciple Christ had was Peter. You know why? Because he was the most inconsistent. One minute he thinks he's so bad that when they come to take Jesus away, I mean, you, Peter, you're crazy. I don't, I don't care if five Roman soldiers showed up to take Jesus. There was more than five. Peter jumps up and cuts. And I'm sure the point man wasn't rookie Joe. <laughs> I'm sure he wasn't fresh out of boot camp. If you're coming to take Jesus in, he probably cut the ear off the leader. How many times in our inconsistency are we cutting the ears off leaders? You don't want them to hear because you don't want to hear what they got to say. Peter didn't want to hear that they were coming to arrest Jesus, so I'll just cut the leader's ear off because I don't... We're cutting the ears off of leaders thinking that that's the will of God because I know what's right for my life. Oh man, somebody, somebody hear me. He was stopping the will of God with his aggression because he thought he was right and he was wrong. The next time in his insecurity and inconsistency and his independence because Jesus just asked him to pray But Peter wanted to do his own thing. The next time in his independence, when he needs Jesus the most, to just be there. Not asking you to cut anybody's ear off, I just need you to be there. When Jesus is getting whipped with a cat of nine tails, and he's getting beaten legs with sticks, and he's getting mocked with a crown of thorns, a 14-year-old girl says, aren't you one of his? No, not me. Not me. He went from being bold to a coward. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. But what the enemy intended for evil, God turned for good. And what did God do? God pierced Peter's heart with righteousness. When? When Peter finally said, enough's enough. He told me to go wait in the upper room. I'm going to go wait. Even if it costs me everything, but it didn't cost him everything. Even if it cost him everything, but it didn't cost him everything. Even if it cost me Isaac, it didn't cost him Isaac. Even if it cost me everything, it doesn't cost you everything. But you're going to have to sell in your heart. It's going to cost you everything. Because you know why? The wind of change is going to come with the Spirit of God. We've seen it from hymnals, come on, to the way churches look, to churches' names, to worship. Come on, but one thing has not changed. Friendship. 
One thing has not changed, relationship. And we need to quit looking at what it's dressed up in. Does it have relationship? Does it have friendship? Does it have prayer? If it has that, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in with the next generation. They might be jumping the way you don't want to jump. They might be running around the way you don't want them to run around. But the question is, do they have friendship? Do they have love? Do they have hunger? And do they have prayer? If the answer is yes, I'm in. I'm in. I don't care what it looks like. I'm in. I know when they made fun of me, when I found him different than other people found him. I'm in if it's friendship. Then all at once, a pillar of fire appeared before their eyes. That pillar of fire separated into clothing tongues of fire that engulfed each one of them. They were all filled and equipped with Holy Spirit, right? Holy Spirit, watch. Passionate, fiery love. Holy Spirit was here tonight. How do you know? You were being engulfed, baptized, immersed in the passionate Love of God. Welcome to wearing his spirit like a coat, like a robe. You were putting on Christ tonight. Baptized in his spirit. Woo, come on. They were filled and they were equipped. They were filled and they were equipped. Everybody in this room has been equipped tonight. You've been equipped to go to your job. You've been equipped to go to your family. You were equipped in this place tonight. And they were inspired to speak in tongues, empowered by the Spirit to speak in a language that they had never learned. Some of you are going to go talk about the love of God and you don't even have Bible verses memorized. Listen, I believe in the heavenly language. I pray in it all the time. But Paul said, I'd rather you prophesy than speak 10,000 words in an unknown tongue. But I believe in the power and prayer of the Holy Ghost. It was the heavenly language that was restored that was ripped apart at the Tower of Babylon because that language is the creative language that God and Adam used to begin to create the world. And all of a sudden, the descendants of Adam were using that creative language and they said, we're gonna build a tower to heaven. And God says, whoa, they can actually do it. You can actually do what you're dreaming about on the inside through the power of love, which is the Holy Spirit. Gosh, you can actually achieve your dreams. You are never going to be the same after tonight. He has captivated you tonight. It ain't got nothing to do with me. It ain't got nothing to do with anybody in this room. He came after your heart. My God. Flip over me to Acts 2.38. Man, 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 man. Once they were filled with the Spirit, Peter got filled with a language that he goes, I have to. I have to get out of this room. 
I have to get out of this room. I Listen to me. I have to get outside of the four walls of the church and share this message. He goes out into the gates of the city. After he's filled with fire, Matthew, he's filled with passion. He goes out and he has to tell the world, I'm not double-minded anymore. I feel secure because I have been pierced by righteousness and I know that I am still, listen, I'm still beloved by Jesus. I'm still loved by him. I messed it up. I screwed it up. I didn't listen, but I am pierced by his love through his spirit. He goes out into the city and now he's stepping into what he was born for. Wasn't born to be a fisherman. I'm gonna tell you right now, wasn't born to be a preacher. You know what he was born to do? The same thing we're all born to do. We're all born to find the love of God and share it with every single person we can come in contact with. And for some, it may be a platform like this. For some, it may be coaching. For some, it may be a music instructor. For some, it may be a factory worker. For some, it may be a beautician. For some, come on. We're gonna change the culture. We're gonna change the world. You can't change the world if you don't get out of the upper room. He left the upper room and he preached this message. I'm gonna read 37, but leave it at 38. He preached a message and this was the response. All he preached was this. When they heard, when they heard, not not, not the disciples anymore, when the people of the city started to hear about the love of God. When they heard this, they were crushed. King James Version says they were pierced and cut to the heart. They realized what they had done to Jesus and they were deeply moved. They said to Peter and the other apostles, what do we need to do, brothers? Guess what? Everybody in the city just became part of the upper room. Everybody in that moment became fully convinced that they're interwoven for the destiny of the ages to come. God on earth as it is in heaven, right there in Jerusalem, not in a far off distant land, right there, right now. What must we do to run with you guys? I hear this message of love. What must I do to run with you? They use a language. Brother, brother, brother. Brother, there's family in here. Family runs deep. They used brother. They used brother. All racial divides got busted up right there. All religious divides. If you would go and study your text of what was happening in Jerusalem right now, they would say there was probably 60 countries represented. And all of a sudden, 3,000 people from 60 different nations start going, brother, brother, brother. What's the answer for racism in America? The love of God, brother. What's the the political divide? Love, brother. He doesn't preach. You're all doing things wrong. He says the word sin, but not how we think. Not how we have been indoctrinated in religion so that you go from freedom to prison, freedom to prison, freedom to prison, freedom to prison. No, he preached it in a way that you get to walk with God like Enoch and Adam, that you get to walk with God like Abraham, you get to walk like God, 
with Noah. Noah walked with God that helped build an ark to save mankind. What are you supposed to build in this room? Some of you, it's a family. Some of you, it's a business. Some of you, what are you called to dream about? Y'all tracking with me? Man, love this right here. Deeply moved, they said to Peter and the apostles, what do we need to do, brother? Peter says this, metanoia, metanoia, metanoia. Change the way you think. This is what religion said. Repent, 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 repent. You're doing wrong, you're doing wrong, you're doing wrong. He said, there's such a love here, you're never gonna see the world the same. Repent, change the way you think. There is such a love here, you will never see the world or people the same. Oh, metanoia. Return to God. You wanna know what he really said? I believe he said this metanoia change the way you think and return to love every time in this season i see god i see love because god is love return to love america return to love prefer your brother your neighbor over yourself return to love listen to me return to love return to love no matter what your race or background is what your political belief is return to love Listen, watch this. Whether you're bounded homosexuality, sexuality, whether you're a Muslim, whether you're a Pentecostal, a Baptist, return to love. Uh, return to love. Return to love. Change the way you think and return to love. That's what the cross was about. Return to love. Repent. Return to God. Repent. Return to God. Repent and return to God. Each one of you must be baptized. You must be immersed This is not water. Jesus said in Acts 1, go wait in the upper room because there's a baptism of fire that's coming. Nobody looks burnt. What kind of fire was this? Love. Go find a man or a woman in love. Guess what you can't, there's nothing negotiable when you're in love. You can't talk them out of it. You can't negotiate with them. When somebody is in love with something, their answer is only yes, 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 yes. Be baptized in love. Be baptized in the one whose name, who knew no sin, but became sin so that I might become the righteousness in Christ and be pierced by beloved identity. Oh, this is so good. So when they receive this, when they receive this, Peter preached to them. I went down to verse 40. Peter preached to them and warned them with these words, be rescued from the wayward and perverse culture of this world. World, do you know what religion really is? It's not churches with names. Do you know what religion is? It's what seems right to a man, and therefore is death. Because sin has never felt right to anybody. When you lie, when you gossip, when you steal, when you cheat, when you're in an affair, when you're in fornication, you in this room, that never has felt right to any of us. (laughs) Do you know what seems right to a man, and therefore is death? His own way of doing things. Your 
persistent way of I got to do it like this is your religion. Which becomes a snare, a trap of doing the same thing over and over again. Thinking you're going to get different results and you don't. Y'all tracking with me? All right, about to land this plane. I hope you're ready. Buckle your seatbelt. All right. All right, buckle up. Don't put your hands up. Keep all hands inside this roller coaster. Those who believed the word that day were numbered 3,000. And they were all baptized and added to the family. This is what happened after they received the message of beloved identity. This is what's supposed to happen after revival. This is, it's not a continued event of church services. Are you ready? Oh, I just made somebody mad on the internet. But we want to have church all the time. I do too. But you got to pay bills, cowboy. And if you're getting wrecked in revival, you want to go back to your job and express the love of Jesus. Well, I don't like my job. Then you need to ask God because you obviously didn't ask him when you got that one. You probably got that job because you were hard up on money. And money became your God for the moment, so that's why you took the job instead of asking God to guide your footsteps. Ooh, 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 ooh. I just offended somebody. Ooh, ooh. If you get offended by that, I'm trying to help you. This isn't good speech. This is the word of God. Preaching should never be a good speech. That's why I don't look for nuggets. I used to look for nuggets when it was all about me and I had an ego. I don't look for nuggets. I'm looking for a city to be set on a hill. I'm looking for sons and daughters to be so immersed in the love of God. It makes the scripture come alive. So now you're pierced by righteousness. Now you went to Asbury. Now you went to Cedarville. Now you came to the Northgate. Now you went to Mobile. Now you went to Redding, California. Now you went to the place where his presence was so thick and you were like, it was the greatest church service of my life. Who's been there? I felt like that tonight. This is what happens. When you get wrecked by the love of God, are you going to gather daily? Absolutely. But this is what really happens. Every believer was faithfully devoted to following the teachings of the apostles, of their leaders, of their pastors, of their father. Let me just use all the titles so nobody gets mad because we use the word apostle that's used way more in the New Testament than the word pastor ever was. Every believer was devoted to following the teachings of the apostles. Their hearts, our hearts in this room, must mutually be linked to one another, sharing communion and coming together regularly for a deep sense of holy awe swept over everyone. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. That was perfect for that time. That was perfect for that time. But you know what's happening in this one? You're gonna perform signs, wonders, and miracles. And the leaders, leaders in this room, leaders watching by live stream, you better not 
get jealous when somebody from your church raises the dead. You better not get jealous when somebody from your church lays hands on a crack addict and they get set free. When the tumor shrinks, when the blinded eyes open, when the doctor's report comes in negative, you better not get, you better celebrate and you better get ready to run around the church that God is using the sons and daughters in the earth because those that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons and daughters of God. We're about to see sons in the earth. A deep sense of holy awe swept over everyone. And I'm going to say it like this. And everyone is going to perform many miracle signs and wonders. And all the believers were in fellowship with one body. And they shared, listen to me, and they shared, and they shared. If you are worried about money in this room, you're not connected. You're not connected. You're not connected. I know me as the papa of this house. I know them as pastors in this house and them as pastors in this house. Nobody has ever drowned. But this is where you'll get mad. I threw you a life jacket once. I threw you a life jacket twice. Third time, I'm going to tell you to swim. You know what you're going to tell me? I can't. I'm going to tell you, yes, you can. I can't swim. You can float. No, I can't. It's your mindset. I'm not going to keep throwing you afloat in poverty. I'm going to make you swim out of it. Mm. Mm. That felt like a good Mike Tyson right hand right there. I hate poverty. Listen, I hate poverty. I hate poverty. There was a time where my parents were on welfare. There was a time where we were on welfare in the ministry. And those days are gone. Those days are gone. Because yours is the kingdom for now and forever. There was a day we were in this gym and everybody drove junk. Everybody drove junk. Everybody drove junk. Everybody drove junk. And poverty people are getting mad because I'm saying the people of God should be blessed. Listen, my dad's streets are of gold. His gates are of pearl. He's got a thousand cattle on a hill. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm first and I'm not last. I'm above and I'm not beneath. I believe the whole book. You can continue to be angry while we celebrate the bilts buying a farm that they're going, we can't figure out, but we just keep getting it paid. I know why, because they're blessed and highly favored. Man, got me fired up. They shared with one another what they had out of generosity. Out of generosity, they even sold their assets to distribute the proceeds to those who were in need among them. Here it is again, daily, say daily. daily. What are, don't get mad at me that I'm saying, dude, I, I've not told anybody in here what time to come. I just said our time is being changed. There's people that aren't here tonight because they got mad because I said our time isn't ours anymore. And we're gonna open the church all the time for prayer. We're going to spontaneously move by God. 
And if your kid's getting wrecked in youth group and you got to get them in bed, you come pull them out of the encounter. I'm not. Come on. I'm, I won't. It's for you to raise them up in a way, not for me. All I can do is teach a way. It's up for you to raise them in your way of your relationship with your God. Because me and mine, we stayed here till 11 o'clock the other night. As for me and mine, my time changed. You asked me three years ago if I'd put my kids in homeschool, I'd have told you that's crazy. There's nothing but weirdos that come out of homeschool. That's just what I believed. But repentance came. I changed the way I think. When my, listen, I'm serious. When my wife heard a whisper in the Carolinas over New Year's, and we get in the car, and she said, I think we're supposed to homeschool the kids. Watch how I was using my own time frame. COVID hit. Kids went homeschooled. That was the word of the Lord. Was not. What you're hearing is coming after you. What you're hearing is coming after you. Now my kids are homeschooled, and we can go do whatever we want, whenever we want. And then some of you be like, well, we can't do that because we have jobs. Yeah, but what happens when your kid turns 14? What happens when they turn 16? And they're so caught in this that they have their license, and they want to be homeschooled by Legacy Academy because they get their work done by 12 because it's a lie of the public school that you got to be there for eight hours. It's just a glorified babysitter is what it is, and it's actually just a glorified political indoctrinator is what it really is. That's what it really is just like Adolf Hitler America's doing the same thing indoctrinating your kids indoctrinating your kids am I against the public school no I'm believing time is running out for their indoctrination revival is coming to the public schools of America and you can't shut it down my whisper doesn't have to be your whisper and if you think I'm against streets bro the only time I don't wear Streetsboro clothes is here. And that's not all the time. I had Streetsboro gear on last night. I'm waiting to get the phone call that Jamie and Lexis and Layla and Talani have kids in the locker room. And listen, I, I know the staff. Ira Campbell's calling me, the guidance counselor. Jimmy, you got to get down here. Your kids are praying over kids and the kids are laying in the floor and they're crying and they're like, we don't know what, because you don't know what to do. You don't know what to do. And I've got a prophetic word in time that T-Bone's going back to the public school. Why? Because he's called to lead that thing. But right now, he's in, he's in homeschool. So when he wants to come up here and pray for two hours, they just get in the truck with dad and they just come. And when your kid wants to take a day off school to come pray, you let him call off school. Because we'll honor, but we won't play by your rules. Oh! We'll honor, but we won't play by your rules. Some of you kids are like, I'm going to ask my parents if I can pray. They're like, thank you, Pastor Jimmy. We've got it out. Mom, I feel like I got to go to the church and pray today. Matter of fact, I think it's 10 o'clock, so I'm going to sleep in till 9 because it's rest and revival, Apostle Damon says. So we're going to sleep till, look at Caden. Caden's going, I got it. I got it. <laughs> Daily they met together in the temple and in one another's homes to celebrate communion. They shared meals together with joyful hearts and tender humility. They were continually filled with the praises to Almighty God, enjoying the favor 
of all the people, enjoying the favor. Don't you get mad when somebody gets blessed? Matter of fact, I'm, you know how I roll? I see you getting blessed. I start sowing India. I just give you money. I don't need your money. I'm getting blessed. Y'all, but listen, I need your blessing. You'll throw a quarter in a wishing well that don't do you no good. You'll throw a quarter in a wishing well that won't do you no good. But the Bible does tell us to sow in a prophet and reap a prophet's reward. I see God doing something and something else. I'm sowing into that. I'm sowing into that. Some of you kids want your kids to get on fire. I'll be putting money in the cut right hands. Because you know how he rolls? You want to know how he rolls? In my house, what it said here, meet in your house regularly. In my house, in a small group, I watched that man of God who has been set ablaze who used to not talk a lot and now is prophesying and praying over everything that moves. And I love it. In my house, he lays hands on another man and in all purity says, what you're doing in my kids, he said, I have a philosophy. He said, and I believe the word of God that the cup can run over. He said, and there's over, you said it. He said, there's overflow in my house right now. There's overflow in my house. And he laid hands on another man and he began to pray over them. And God was overflowing from my house. Let it run into his house. Come on, man. Can, I, can I share something? It, it happened. Two nights ago, I told Armin in his devotion with his sons, don't speak on anything else but beloved identity. Every single night, beloved, until Holy Spirit shifts it. Just two nights into this message of love that I'm telling you to share with the world, he shares that to his son who is broken inside. And Hunter breaks down in the love of God. This thing ain't falling apart. This thing ain't falling apart, Sarah. This thing ain't falling apart. That's proof. This thing ain't, that's proof that what Bill prayed is being answered. This thing's not falling apart. God is actually moving and answering. And even if it looks like there's a setback, when you shoot an arrow and sons are considered arrows in the, qui- oh, in the quiver of the Lord, sons are considered arrows. And what seems like it's being pulled back right now, even today, is about to find its target. Your sons will find their target in Abba's heart. Pray in the Holy Ghost for a second. For them. For them. Bill, yep, you already knew it. Bill, go over there. Bill and Beth, go lay hands on them. Cut right family. Go lay hands on Armin and Sarah. That's why I don't preach nuggets because what I got to say ain't important right now. What I've got to say, Northgate's not important. When the wind moves... We pray for Hunter and Chris. Right now where they're at at home, right now, let a 17-year-old and a 15-year-old encounter the love of God. No shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. Come on. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. 
His love is relentless. His love is relentless. His love is relentless. His love is... Anybody in here that's got wayward children, prodigal children, raise your hand right now in the room. Lay hands on them. Lay hands on them. Come on. His love is relentless. Lay hands on her. Come on. Lay hands on her. Apostle Bo. Come on. Your love. Your love is relentless. Your love is relentless. They're not prodigals. They're redeemed heirs. They are not prodigals. They are redeemed heirs. They're not prodigals. We will not allow religion to label our kids. They are not prodigals. They are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Find me all the way in by the family. All the way in. Come on, cry out for Cheyenne. Her name is Cheyenne. Her name is Cheyenne. And she's coming home. And she's going to be free. And they, come on. And they continually filled the house with praises. And the Lord kept adding to their number daily. Coming to life. Your sons and daughters are coming alive. Redeemed heirs watching the live stream. You're coming home to the love of Jesus. Come on, God is calling sons and daughters back to his love. You can't run from it. You can't run from it. Come on, I'm telling you right now, if you got somebody you want to pray for, you can come to the altar, move around the room. Come on. Come on, I'm telling you, we can rend the heavens right now. Come on, we can rend. We're shooting arrows. We're shooting arrows. Over Windy Han, we're shooting arrows. We're shooting arrows tonight. Over Windy Han and Brian, we're shooting arrows tonight. Arrows of love over Brian and Windy. Come on, over Amy Miller and Ray. We're shooting arrows of love out of this house. Arrows of love. Over Chad and Kelly, we're shooting arrows of love. Over Katie Lynn, we're shooting arrows of love. I don't know where that I'm Come on, come on. You brothers lay hands on Cookie. Over his dad, over his sister, over his mom. From your God, you are not done with the cook the house. Over Joe Trular, we shoot arrows. Over Allie and Paige, we shoot arrows of love. America, 
will be saved. How about it? Portage County will be saved. Arsha and Missy, we shoot arrows of love. Arrows of love. Over Tristan, Tara, and Junio, we shoot arrows of love. We honor Tanner Seed. Oh, I'm losing myself. Losing my religion. I'm exiting the system. Over Mary, we shoot arrows of love. Over Marky and Ashley. This is their home. I shoot arrows of love over Mark and Ashley. I want to go There's two family revivals in this room. Over the Kales family and the Daniels, I shoot arrows of love. Over the Thompson family, we shoot arrows of love. Spiritual warfare will never be hand-to-hand combat anymore. It's an aerial assault like David with a sling. All the way. It'll find its mark. Thank you for listening to this message from the North Beat. If you would like to donate to this ministry, please go to www.thenorthgateoh.com and click on the link at the bottom of the homepage.